This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Hello, and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Um, today, I am joined fr- by somebody really, really special, somebody I've been friends with for quite a little while now, and somebody that is an enormous inspiration to me, actually. It is the amazing Ellen, Ellen Stevenson, Ellen Stephenson. I'm like such a big inspiration. Don't know how to say her name. <laughs> Do you really think it's Stephenson? Is it Stevenson? Yeah, of course it is. What, have you never seen the word Stevenson before? Wow, yeah, what it a could get, friend. It go- <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're getting off to a real good start here. It could have gone either way. <laughs> so it's Stevenson. Stevenson, yeah. Ellen Stevenson. Ellen Stevenson. Thank you so much. That was a lovely little <laughs> intro. I wasn't prepared. Yeah, and... I- the reason I absolutely adore you, well, for a start, is because I think you're amazing and you're hilarious. And we've hung out, what, like maybe three times now? Yeah, like, but some of them have been real brief. So we haven't actually, like, properly hung. But here we are. A, but here we are. But each time, I have, each time I have met you, you've, like, you have left such an impression on me. You're just such a warm, Aww. loving, oh my God, funny person. But on the back of that, um, the reason, like, I'm just, like, completely like inspired by you is like when I first discovered you mm-hmm. and your story and everything I was just like this is so interesting and it's like such a good role model um so you're a YouTuber and you have a, a fairly successful YouTube channel uh, she's pulling her face <laughs> she does she does have a fairly successful YouTuber uh, uh YouTube channel um but I feel like trans representation in this country on YouTube is so thin i feel like there is so little of it i'm not even sure if there are any other i may be wrong but i don't know if there are any other female trans youtubers in the uk um i think there are but they're on a fucking lowdown i think it's sure it's more popular well i say popular it's more common with uh female to male youtubers yes. i've noticed so you yeah, have yeah. like alex bertie and you have jamie um and you have like Fox Fisher and Lewis Hancock. Like, there's, there's so, a whole there's so bunch. many trans guys on YouTube. Yeah. And there is real slim pickings when it comes to female YouTubers who yeah. are trans. Um, and that's kind of partly the reason why I wanted to come out because initially I was a YouTuber without even like saying that I was trans. Yeah. For a really long time, I just didn't even bother mentioning it on my channel because I didn't think it was relevant. Um, and then I kind of realized that I didn't have a lot of people that I well first of all when I grew up I didn't actually have YouTube yeah and I think YouTube is such an important thing for young kids now um to kind of see like oh my god like I'm not the only one yeah um and I think that's really really vital for a lot of young kids um and I didn't have any trans role models growing up like at all yeah I didn't even realize it was possible I didn't even know what the trans was back then so I think to have um more visibility is only going to be a good thing on yeah, YouTube. Absolutely, and I th- and I think as well that it was really interesting that you were you were, so you were in stealth. Yeah, that's the correct terminology, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So that for anyone listening who doesn't know what that means, that means that Ellen was living her life as a transgender woman or just a woman, mm-hmm. but that your audience didn't know that you were trans. And I think that it's kind of almost. Op- from what I've seen anyway, it's kind of opposite to the coming out journey that we see most kind of YouTubers have online. We see so many people on YouTube who kind of have their transition and document their transition online, whereas you were already living as yeah. a happy woman. And then you were mm-hmm. like, and by the way, guys, yeah, surprise, surprise. Yeah. And I think it hit a lot of headlines and things like that. And that's kind of how I 
discovered you and then I was like, mm-hmm. Oh my god, where where have you been all my life? Like I I I, <laughs> I adore under you. Your bed, <laughs> being obsessed with you. Um no, it 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 felt weird. It was like a second coming out. Like yeah. um for a long time I had built up a life for myself where it just wasn't relevant. It wasn't something that I had to talk about. I knew people didn't when they first met me didn't automatically assume I was trans. Like I was lucky enough to be able to um you know pass and have passing privilege and all yeah. that kind of stuff um and so i just you know was around people that knew but it wasn't something that would like talk about yeah so when they introduced me to new people it wasn't like oh this is Ellen. she's trans by the way <laughs> um it was just kind of like yeah i'm just i'm here i mean yeah like, and i wouldn't really tell anyone unless i got really close to them yeah um but then that like brought a whole bunch of anxiety because i was like logging on to youtube every day i sound like such a mum. logging on <laughs> logging i was on surfing to the net to go on to youtube.com <laughs> um and i was getting so anxious every day i was like okay so who from my school is now going to out me today like i was getting so so anxious and i was kind of a bit like why don't I just do it myself? So were people like, actually doing that? People going onto your videos and trying yeah, to out you? Like as soon as as soon as because I didn't talk to anyone after school. Like yeah. I just like school was awful, so I just like didn't pretend to like anyone. I was just like, okay, bye, and just left. Um, and then as soon as people started seeing my videos, they were kind of, you know, obviously they were like, oh, I used to know this girl. By the way. You know, she used to be a boy, blah, blah, blah. Um, Why do people think that's, like, just relevant and well, okay that, to, like, like throw in there? It's a fun fact. It's a fun little, like, <laughs> dinner party chat for them. Um, so, yeah, and I was just kind of like, why don't I just do it myself? Yeah. And then I did, and the rest is history. <laughs> I, I, I kind of love, though, that, like, your your YouTube channel, obviously, it's it's not about your transness. Mm-hmm. You know, you are, you're just a girl on YouTube, mm-hmm. and... Yes, now that you've come out, obviously, that you talk about it. And that's great because, like you said, that representation is really, really important. But you're also kind of just there doing your thing and you're not letting that kind of dictate it. So it's yeah. not every video. Hey, I'm Ellen mm-hmm. and I'm trans. It's, yeah. it's We're going to talk about all kinds of things. We're going to be funny. We're going to have fun bands because you yeah. are hilarious. Oh, thank you so much. You are as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm hoping some of that hilarious side is going to come out on the show today. Oh, of course. We're going to be playing lots and lots of fun little games. I love games. And our lovely listeners at home, hopefully, are going to be sending in some sex confessions. So if you are listening Scandal. and you want to spill your secrets to Ellen and I, spill the beans. you can do that completely anonymously by emailing Callum at Radio. Dot com and we will read out your confessions later. We won't tell anyone who you are. We won't tell them your names. Ellen and I won't even know who you are. Uh, the lovely producers here will strip all that information away from them. So, yeah, if you are listening and you do want to send in your sex confessions, that's Callum at foobarradio.com. Should we have a bit of music, Ellen? Yes, of course. All right, I think, I think this is one of your choices. Okay. A bit of Steal My Sunshine. Was that you? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Let's do it. <laughs> I was lying on the grass A Sunday morning of last week 
All right, Ellen. It's yes. it's. I think it's time we had a little bit of fun, don't you? Of course. Yeah. Because I've just been so bored this whole time. <laughs> yes, yeah, <it's just> boring <laughs> me to death. Uh, we just ordered pizza, so I'm very excited about I'm that. Real stoked. Very, well. very excited about that. Um, we're going to play a little game called Queers Throughout the Years. Okay. Um, and in this game, I have here some facts about LGBT plus people throughout history. Okay, love that. Some of these facts are completely true. Uh-huh. And some of them have I've just completely made them up. Okay. And you have to figure out which ones are true and which ones are false. Okay, this is when I like is going to expose me to be like, oh, I don't know anything about anyone. Great. Well, they're quite, they're, <laughs> some of them are quite obscure. Okay. Like, I feel like a lot of people come on this show and when we play this game, people are like, oh God, I'm supposed to be like an expert in yeah. LGBT plus history and I don't know <laughs> anything. Like, nobody's going to hold it against you if you uh-huh. don't know these things. They, like, some of them are quite there's not someone with a gun like behind me right now. <laughs> oh my god, can we just have a conversation for yes. a second Always. about this whole gun control thing going on in America? Like I know we've just gone on a massive tangent, but you said the word gun. I mean and way to have like a segment. Do you want to have some fun? Yeah, let's talk about, <laughs> let's guns. Talk about guns. <laughs> have you seen like all this stuff like going obviously like everything happening over in America? is horrendous like all mm-hmm. these shootings and everything going on is it's just awful but like i'm seeing all these things that, like the the thing about let's give teachers guns have you seen this that's a thing yeah so they're like in i think it was in a certain state in america not america wide I'm, i might have was that wrong was I, it I, I feel i feel like yeah. it might have been um they, okay. but they're, they, they're literally trying to put it in motion that teachers will carry firearms and it's like, number one, for a start, teachers are not hired to be like private militia. Oh. Like, number two, giving a teacher a firearm, like, you're going to have a, a weapon in the classroom. Like, somebody's going to get hurt. Like, a teacher might have a bad day and just like, you know. Is it all teachers like kindergarten, like fucking three-year-olds running around and there's a gun? I think so. And the, and the idea is that, that then the teacher can defend the kids better. But it's just, and that is such an America response, isn't it? Yeah. Like. Oh, no, guns are an issue. Right, let's give more guns to more people. And then there's also, and like, I I mean, it's a positive thing, but it's so sad that it's such a necessity. There's like these companies now making like bulletproof backpacks. Oh, no, that is heartbreaking. Um, And it's just like, that literally rips my heart open. The fact that parents in America would have to be like, right, this is a real thing we have to consider. It's a real reality, though. Yeah. I, and I would understand from the parents' point of view. Absolutely. Like, if I if I was a parent in America, I would absolutely buy my child a bulletproof backpack mm-hmm. and I would be like, look, we need to have a conversation about like what this backpack is for. And yeah. it, 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 in that kind of situation, this is what, it, it, you know, how to protect yourself. It's just, it's just so terrifying. Like, imagine living in that reality of like any second now. Yeah. Okay, I've just got some information Ooh, about the um, teachers having having guns. And it says that what they're planning to put in place says that the gun would have to be locked away in a cupboard and okay. kept away. But even if it was locked yeah. away, there's still there's still obviously the risk of like students getting hold of it. And, like, and especially in like high school and like, you know, guys think it's such a laugh to like go and steal something and then like, yeah. go play with it. The fact that it's just legal in, in, in any way, like it's just bizarre it's, to me it's messed up um I, I saw a video as well today and it was like this little girl she's maybe like six years old mm-hmm. and her parents are giving her a her like birthday present and she's opening it and she's all excited and it's literally a gun oh and she God. starts like she starts crying because she's so emotional and happy that she's got this gun that she really wanted because you know obviously her parents are probably gun nuts and they've probably raised her thinking like this is a special exciting thing Jesus. and it and it, and it and it again it breaks my heart that that that, that little girl is so 
excited that she's moved to tears yeah. about a literal weapon, a weapon well, that is used to take people's lives. Her life's now going to be saved. Yeah, That's... literally. Um, so anyway, guns not good. Um, no, gun let, not so fun. Don't, don't say don't say anything, Ellen, because I just go off on tangents. I'm so sorry. I'm so <laughs> just sorry. sit there quietly. Um, so yeah, that. That's, so was that the fun game that, that we were going to play? That was the really fun game. Oh wait, I'm being given more information. Um, I don't know what information I'm being given. So yeah. let's let's play the game. Let's play the game. Okay. Right. Do you remember the rules of the game, Ellen? Okay, so some rumours, some trumours. Um, <laughs> that, well, that's the comedy that you were talking about. Right? I'm going to read you some stuff. You're going to say if it's true or false. Yeah, Got it. it. All right. Your first one. Mm-hmm. Charlie Chaplin had a female understudy named Leslie Marie Dillon who shadowed him for years and would sometimes fill in for him by appearing as Charlie himself in some of his later films. It was said that Leslie was such a doppelganger for Charlie that even his own family couldn't tell them apart. After Charlie passed away, Leslie came out as transgender and said that it was, it was Charlie who had given him the courage to do so. When asked about his years playing Charlie Chaplin on screen, he fam- famously said, I never, felt so, I never felt so myself while pretending to be someone else. Okay, so I thought it was fake Okay, until you started doing quotes and you started like going into like... There was too much detail on that. I'm, I'm very good at manipulating information. Okay, right, damn it. Okay. If, you, if you give me time to sit down and think about it, I'm quite, I'm quite good. <laughs> I don't know if you're bluffing or not. I, it's I'm gonna lying say on the spot I can't do. Okay. You know, like throw something at so me an and I'm like, ah, psycho- oh, ah, I, I knew. Yeah, cool. exactly. That's exactly, <laughs> that's, that's my brand, basically. Um, I'm going to say it's true. Okay, why? Walk me through, walk me through why you think it's true. Well, as I so said, we're, I don't so we're think it was. So we're saying that a transgender man essentially was in a lot of Charlie Chaplin films pretending to be Charlie Chaplin and nobody really knew that. The thing is, though, how... Okay, I'm not very... I'm not a huge history buff. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say sorry that's going to make me sound like an absolute idiot. How far away from Shakespeare times was Charlie Chaplin? How was far it... away from Shakespeare yeah, times was Charlie Chaplin? Yes. That is my favourite question. Don't actually know the answer, but a long time... All the boys used to play girl parts in the Shakespeare times. Sure. But Shakespeare um, times was like plays and shit. That was like hundreds of years yeah, ago. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin was plays. And, was no, it? Charlie Chaplin was like films, oh, yeah, like, like black and white films. And stuff. Like, yeah. Like, do, 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 do. Wait, is he the one with like... <laughs> the moustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. The little moustache and the bowler hat and the, and yeah, the, little, and okay. the little walking stick. Okay, well, no, I think it's uh, false. You think it's false? Okay, yes. is that your final answer? Yes. No, yeah. You, you, correct. Oh, it, 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 is, it is absolutely false. Okay, let's. we've got some facts on, on Shakespeare. So Shakespeare was 1564. Okay. And then Charlie Chaplin, I'm was guessing, was like 1940s. Oh, 18... 18 really? 89. 1889. Okay, so I was... Fuck me up. Just a few little years Just a few, years few hundred years off. For, sh- for Shakespeare and Charlie. <laughs> they could have been best buds. Um, so, yeah, it's absolutely false. Charlie Chaplin actually did play Charlie Chaplin in all of the films. I mean, um, he didn't come out as trans, did he? No. Because that would be quite the no, scandal. But nobody, nobody came out as trans. Um, I kind of wish this thing was true. This thing that I made up. I, 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 well, yeah. I was thinking there's too much detail in this. <laughs> oh, I, I like to... Did you just add in the trans fact just for me? Just a little... Yeah, and I think... There you go. I think, one of you. I think actually <laughs> most, if not all of our people today are transgender people. Oh, my goodness. In, I in feel your right honor. At home. In your honor. Okay. Your next one. Yes. 
Many historians believe that Joan of Arc was most likely transgender. Not oh. O- not, oh, you know this. Oh, go, yes. go on. No, 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 carry on, carry uh, on. Okay. Not only was she known for her leadership in battle, which at the time was exclusively attributed to men, but she also rejected all feminine traits and refused to wear women's clothing. At the time, this was considered a serious blasphemous offence. And when confronted about her choice to present as a man, she said that she would only present as a woman if God himself asked her to do it. Yeah, that's true. You're not. How do you know this? You're correct. It is true. Okay, so when I was growing up, I have like a super like feminist sister who was like, yeah, Joan of Arc's awesome. Mm -hmm. I don't know why like (laughs) most like teenage girls have like, you know, pictures of Poison on there or my sister was a hard Joan of Arc. <laughs> um, no, but she was just like, oh, this, you know, this like historical figure, like they probably teach you it in school, but like she was like badass, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I remember at the time being like, are you sure she was trans? Ah. And then we kind of like looked into it. Yeah. And then it was like a thing. Yeah. So like, obviously they've, been they've kind of been unable to like substantiate it because mm-hmm. I guess they didn't have like the kind of terminology and the dialogue around mm-hmm. like transgender people at oh, the time. Was, yeah, it probably wasn't even a thing. Like, uh, but she was she she was presenting as trans and she was behaving as she was trans. Mm-hmm. Whether whether in within herself she identified as trans, that's kind of difficult to say. Yeah, but I mean, all the all the clues are there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a shame that it's not happening in this day and age, so we can see like a. Channel 4 documentary made of her like my transition oh my god that'd be so cool that'd be (laughs) the best oh that's lovely I feel bad like we're using like her dead name if if she's Joan of Arc but she's not here to defend herself unless she got yeah we can't we can't give her a name that's not fair is it no um, good old Joan. Joan, oh, can, Joan you know, Joan, Joan's a great name. Just call her J-Dog. <laughs> J-Dog of art. Them. They, them. J-Dog. <laughs> they, them. All right, your next one. Mm-hmm. In 1886, a transgender woman named Lucy Hicks Anderson was jailed by the government for fraud after she married a man. Because her gender was not officially recognized at the time, her marriage was classed as an, as an illegitimate and illegal same-sex marriage, and she was arrested. Officials tried to persuade her to denounce her gender, but she never did. And she became known as one of history's first pioneers for chan- transgender rights and marriage equality. Okay, I know this story is true, um, but I think you've changed the name. Do you now? Yeah, I think you're bluffing. Because that story is true and like the dates are right. I've heard that story before, but it's a different name. You think I've fudged the name? I think you have. You're like a little detective over there. You said my you, monocle? You said you don't know your history, and you're like, well, let me tell you about <laughs> Joan of Arc. Let me off my quill. <laughs> Interesting. So you think I've made up the name Lucy Hicks Anderson? It's a bit of a weird name to make up, yeah. Because that story definitely happened. It's definitely true. So are you, are you saying that this false. is false? Yeah. Ellen, you're wrong. Oh my god! But I really don't want to press that buzzer because because I am because right. you knew it was yeah. right. Um, yeah, Maybe that I just was, have a shit memory. Then. That was her name. Her name was Lucy Hicks Anderson, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the point. Thank you so much. Because I think you deserve that point for knowing that piece of. I I learned this today. Yeah. So I'm 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 really impressed that you already knew Thank that. Thank you. Um, I went to trans school 101. <laughs> we have to take a course before you come out. You're not allowed until you've learned all the things about all the people. Um, yeah, I had to do the same with being a gayer. Yeah. Mostly just had to look at naked boys. Yeah. It's great. Oh, um, wow, fabulous. I think I think it's um I think it's really great that she was so kind of 
active and and so adamant that it was like, a huge thing because like at the time 1886 as well and they're literally putting her in prison and being yeah. like no denounce your gender say that you're a man and she's like i'm not a man i'm a woman didn't um her husband kill himself oh, there was there was a part I, of that story because he was like getting harassed for being a you know quotations gay man sure um and didn't he, he like i don't actually know I th- I, um, he either got murdered or he killed himself there was something that happened it wasn't a happy ending that really breaks my heart if that's yeah. the case um but i mean shout out to her shout for doing out. what she did and yeah being be, being a pioneer yeah she was shout shout, shout out to lucy hicks anderson again l dog l dog okay your next one oh. is at the turn of the 20th century, a transgender man named Harry Allen became an infamous criminal after the newspapers frequently harassed him and questioned his identity, which is something that also has been happening a lot lately. Yeah. Just as a little side note. Mm-hmm. Um, tired of his identity being constantly policed, he turned to a life of crime and, and was arrested dozens of times for crimes such as bank robbery, being a part of a gang, throwing a spittoon at somebody's head, prostitution, being drunk and disorderly, and biting a police officer. Okay, first of all, what the hell's a spittoon? It's like what you spit in, isn't it? It's like those things that you spit in. I, I, I don't know. What, I think it's cup? for like... No, it's like for like chewing tobacco, I think. And then you like chew the tobacco and then you like spit it into the oh, thing. Okay. It's like metal and it makes a sound when oh, you spit like in it. Oh, like wine tasting. I, sure. Okay. It's <laughs> just a classier way. I think, oh, I've just been told that that is correct. correct. That is the correct definition of a spittoon. I'm really proud of myself. Um, um, I love that he just like lobbed one of those at somebody's head. Yeah, no, that's pretty badass. And bit a police officer. Like, he, he's, an, he's an icon. I if think, he was real. Well, I don't oh. think he is real. I'm oh. going to say false. Why don't you think he's real? Okay. Good old Harry Allen. I am playing this strategically, and yeah. there hasn't been a false in a while, so I'm going to say a false. But, <laughs> but, and here's the but, and it's a big but. Okay, I like a big but. Oh, it always is. Firm, peachy. Um, so, this happens literally every, every single day. Like, okay. um, trans people turn into crime. Yeah. Um, for money for surgeries, um, yeah. even for respect, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a thing. Um, so this happens every single day. Whether or not this particular case was a thing, I don't know. But, but it is something that has gone oh, on and so on and on. Yeah, yeah and I th- and I, th- I think it's I think what you what you're saying is absolutely right. And I think there's there's another element to it as well. Is kind of when if the law in your country is telling you that you are wrong for mm-hmm. existing, yeah. that your identity isn't valid, that your identity is illegal, mm-hmm. that is something that you physically cannot change. It's like saying. It's illegal to be white, you know, yeah. like it's it's something you can't change. And I think sometimes if if the law, the legal system in your country is telling you that, then you're like, well, I don't respect your entire legal system in that case. The How can I respect anything? We would anything? never have any pioneers if it wasn't for people breaking laws. the law. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Exactly. But in this case, you think good old Harry Allen. Harry Allen. I think maybe it's um, it's quite an easy name to make up, isn't it? Harry Hallam, I think. (laughs) So you don't think he existed? No, I just think there hasn't been a false in a while. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Alan. (coughs) You're wrong. Harry Allen absolutely did exist. Infamous criminal at the turn of the 20th century. Transgender man who was just like, no, fuck your law. I'm going to bite a police officer and throw stuff at people's heads and rob the bank and be a prostitute and get drunk. To be honest, I don't mind losing because I I, I just feel happy that I know about him. Yeah, I feel happy. (laughs) I'm going to get pictures of him put up on my wall. Mm. 
Hero. Absolute hero. Yeah, next hero. to Joan of Arc. Next to <laughs> Joan of Arc. <laughs> okay, we have two more. Okay. I feel like you've got three right and one wrong, right? Yes. Yes, so you're doing really, really well. Thank you. Really, Thank really you well. Okay. It was believed that King Philip II of Spain was a transgender man living in stealth. The validity of his identity was challenged when paintings of him and his sister as young girls emerged, and there was public outcry for the truth. It was believed that he was secretly raised as, as the male heir to the throne after his parents failed to conceive a boy, and the people were so hungry for the truth that many grave-robbing attempts were made after his death. The people who attempted to uncover his grave were beheaded in public as a deterrent, but grave-robbing attempts continued for almost a century afterwards. Historians are still puzzled by all of this, and it still remains unknown whether or not King Philip II was assigned male at birth or not. I think that story checks out. I okay. think that would make sense. Yeah. Because they would be so desperate to have a king. Yeah. Um, Do you think the public would be so obsessed, like, that finding out well, they that they didn't they're... have Hello magazine back then, so um, <laughs> where did this... the gossip start? <laughs> this was the equivalent of Hello back in the day. <laughs> Good day, magazine. Um, I don't know. I don't... It would make sense. Yeah. Um... But, you know, if, if if it was kind of decided that he was going to be the king, mm-hmm. then would that actually make him trans, you know? Because that wouldn't, he wouldn't, unless it was a massive coincidence, it was almost, if this story is true, his parents' decision was to, for him well, to grow up as brainwashing, a boy. Yeah, so if that was the case, is he actually trans or was he just kind of forced into Surely being they must trans? have found out once he had died, like... Well, that's why they started robbing his grave. Like, let's check. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the most messed up thing I've ever around. heard. Um, I, I'm going to say false. Interesting. You were, you were so on the truth side and yeah. you just completely flipped and over. I'm going to say false because I just feel like we would have had some clarification by now. I feel mm. like people are so bloody obsessed with gender and, and genitalia that they would have put in lots of money to like find out yeah because what a thing for historians to be obsessed with oh yeah because <laughs> they don't have better things to do well ellen you're absolutely yes. correct it was completely made up but you are you, you know i feel like you're right like this is the kind of nonsense that goes on and it is the kind oh, yeah. of thing that people get preoccupied and obsessed with i mean even still to this day like you said hello magazine is the or you know yeah. any publications out there you know, it's the I, kind I mean, of thing. I mean, I can guarantee you after this um, show, I can log on to YouTube and I will have at least two or three comments asking about my genitalia. It is a thing that happens all the time. Why are people so obsessed? No it's idea. Because apparently bizarre. it concerns them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. And it's, it's, it's a huge part of their life. Um, I just feel really blessed that people lay at night and think about me and my genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I lay awake Thank at you, night babe. thinking about you and your oh genitalia. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, your final, final one. Mm-hmm. You're doing very well. I'm, I'm Thank ve- you. very, very proud I of you. I feel so into this game. Right. I'm going to get the pronunciations wrong in this one, so just bear with me. Okay. Valentina Tereshkova was the first woman in space. But several years after her expedition, she came out as a transgender man. There was a great deal of controversy around this, and people were unsure whether the title of first woman in space should be awarded to Valentina or Svetlana, the woman who followed after. There is still no agreed consensus over this. And while some publications will tell you that Valentina was the first woman in space, 
Others will clearly cite it as Svetlana. Okay, so um, she... So he now, like... So... Transitioned female to male. Yes. Okay. So So Valentina became male. Um, I'm not sure. Or she was... He was male. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when did this happen? Um, I like when people were going to space. When was that? Though? I don't know why I looked at an invisible watch. Why you looked at your watch? But my ship. When was? Because I just don't think people would be that progressive if it was a really long time ago. Sure, because we're talking what forties, fifties. Yeah, I 60s. don't think people would be that progressive. They'll be. Like, she's a woman. There's only two genders. It's what's down there that counts? So she's sure. the first woman. I don't think that that would even be a debate. Yeah, because it would actually, in a way, it would be really respectful oh, it, to Valentina to be like, actually, you were. One, yeah. You were like actually like the ninth guy to go into space. Mm-hmm. Good for you. You're not the first anymore. So yeah. that's Svetlana <laughs> no, no over there. Bloody Svetlana. <laughs> so do I, we, I you think, think it's false? False. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely correct. I was like, I want to get something in and hear about space. Okay. Um. So yeah, Valentina was the first woman to go into space. Yes. But she was a woman, and she has always she's been still, a woman. And well, she's dead now, isn't and she? S- I guess she's dead now. I don't know. Again, look at your watch. Find out. (laughs) What time she died? Um, So, yeah. Oh, amazing. I I love learning about history and stuff. Learning's fun, guys. Stay in school. Um, Shall we have a little bit more music? Of course. Always. Okay. Hollaback Girl, Gwen Stefani. (gasps) Oh, you're playing all my faves. It's like you asked me. (laughs) Let's do it. I almost forgot we were on the radio then for a second. Yes, got, I know, same. Got carried away <laughs> chatting about nonsense. Um, we're going to do a little bit of two truths and a lie now. Mm-hmm. Have you um, prepared two fibs for me? No, two truths. Two, yeah. I, yeah, I, I yeah, don't know yeah. how to play the game, clearly. Okay, great. Well, I'm now. <laughs> um, yes, I have. Cool. So Ellen has come up with two things about herself that are absolutely true and one thing that she has completely fabricated and I am going to have to figure out which is which. I'm usually quite good at this. Are you? I think we've been doing this game a long time and I've only got it wrong once. Oh, okay. So try and trip me up as much as you can. We don't know each other like super duper duper well. No. So I feel like you could really throw me about here. Wow. Okay, take it away. Okay, so first fact. I am a big, fat virgin. Ooh. Wait, no, slow it, slow it down. Oh, slow it down. Slow it down. So how old are you? I'm 21. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, we'll we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Okay, next one. Two. I am allergic to bodily fluids, including sperm. (sighs) Okay, so, right, this. <laughs> like, let, let's just talk about this for a second. I assume mm-hmm. that allergies to... I've not heard of allergies to bodily fluids before. Okay. But I assume that allergies to bodily fluids exist. However, bodily fluids as a, like, kind of overall term is very vague. And I would be interested to know how you could have an allergy to, like, all bodily so is it all bodily so, fluids or okay, is it so, I'm so like blood and saliva not blood okay so and not saliva so I when I eat cry my yeah. face will puff up and go completely red no um, way and in, yeah in, and inflate when I sweat I get rashes all across my body oh my god um, and found this out 
when I'm in contact with semen, the same thing happens. Similar things happen. That's really interesting. And when you said it originally, I assume you, I assumed you meant only other people's bodily fluids. But you're no, actually my own, yeah. you're actually allergic to something that your own body produces. So I don't even know if it's like an allergy. Like it's never been diagnosed. I just know that happens. That you just, re- and just react really, really badly. And it just like is fire engine fucking red. Like it is just insane. But it's just my... it's kind of just your skin that flares up. So you don't get your eyes don't get watery or anything no. like that. No, it's just I have a weird like reaction to and it's and it's other people's like if like someone was to like rub their sweat on me like i would feel it Mm. and it would like be really irritated blood is never a thing i didn't even think of that and saliva is not a thing either well i can't imagine you get that much blood on you you know no well (laughs) i don't wish to talk about what i do i'll come and bleed on you if you like (laughs) um oh and third one Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell me a third, third one. one. Um, I have never been on a date. Ooh, interesting. So I'm kind of, like, interested how that ties into the first one. Never been on a date. Because you've never... Big ne- fat virgin. Mm. Allergic to sperm. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so I feel like... I feel like it's more likely that... I feel like... I feel like getting sex is sometimes easier than getting a date. Dare I say that? It's um, true. Like, oh, I'm not saying the answer's true. I'm yeah, no, 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 I know. So, like, I, 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 I kind of feel like that, that's, that, that it could be we live in a generation. possibly that way around. I feel like the bodily fluids thing is, like, a really odd one to make up. So I'm going to... T- I'm not putting... I'm not, I'm not deciding yet. But for now, I'm saying that that's true. So that that means you've either never been on a date or either never had sex. (laughs) Hmm. Oh, I I don't know. Like, you've really, really stumped me on this. You've really, really stumped me. Okay, but you've like... It's not the first time I've You identify as straight, right? Yes. So have you... Like, when was your last crush? Um, I have a continuous one on Philip Schofield, but... um, Do you? Oh, the scope. If you, you don't, don't, if you don't get out of town, <laughs> no, you like, would not want to be with Scofy and, and do stuff with Scofy. Stop calling him Scofy for a start. Um, I don't know. Like no, no. Like he's a he's a very handsome gentleman. Yes. But like Continue. I I cannot imagine him in a sexual capacity. Like oh, I to me, like looking at Philip Schofield, I feel a bit like I'm looking at like a puppy. Like it just oh, no, doesn't he, he's, enter he's my in mind. He oh. is for sure in charge. I used to have um, a cr- <laughs> I used to have a crush on Jeremy Kyle as well. Um, Jeremy Kyle. Jeremy Kyle. I can almost get on board <laughs> with that. There's something a little bit wiry and like suspect about like, Jeremy Kyle that ooh, I could. Yeah. Give me a lie detector. And you know when? Yeah, you know when ooh. he gets like really angry at mm. them. You know when it's like he always gets really angry when it's like a dad who is like neglecting their child. Yeah. And he's like, you have brought that child into the oh. world and you need to take care of them. Oh, like like, sex like all the veins in his head start going. And then he gets his, he gets his like security guy and it looks yeah, like a yeah. sack. Like he comes out. Like oh, I could, oh, I could get brilliant. into a bit of like Jeremy Kyle role yeah. play. Could you I imagine? So, I saw you shaking Shanice down Esther. <laughs> could you imagine? I bet there's fan fiction. There, of course there's fan fiction. <laughs> there's fan fiction about everything. Have you ever had a fanfic written about you? 
Not about me, no. Oh, I've I've had a Gosh. couple. I can, oh my I god, that you. would be a feature, right? And I'm I can sorry. imagine you and Roly having me and um, Roly. Yeah, prob- there's probably really one out there. Rolly. Um, there's probably one out there for sure. I wish I had that prepared because we could read them to each other. That'd be beautiful, wouldn't that it? That would be a bonding session. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know where we went. Okay, so Philip Schofield, you, who, have you had a crush on like a guy that you know recently in the past couple of years? Yes. Okay. But I don't want to like go too much into detail because then it will give stuff away. Sure. Well, um, okay. Right. Okay. I'm just going to have... I'm playing the game. I'm oh, playing the game. I feel like I'm going to have to commit to one or the other. Tell me, tell me about sex for you. You're, you're like, so you've got a big sex drive. You're super interested in sex and you've just never... It's just never happened or you're well, not ready. This is cheating. If I if I go into a big old conversation about sex, then you're going to know if I'm a virgin or not. Well, that's 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 what I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> um, no. OK, so sex drive like for me was never like, a, of course, like growing up, I hated my body so much. So it was like never even a thought. Yeah. Um, and then now I just kind of don't put myself in positions where I meet people. Sure. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be like, I'm, it's not, I'm saving myself for marriage or anything <laughs> like that. Like, I don't give a shit about that. I'm just like, I don't I don't put myself in any position where I meet people. Yeah. Um, literally 95 of my friends are all gay. We hang out in queer places. I just don't put myself out there where I would meet someone. Sure. So it's just like never really happened and I'm not really bothered about it. I'm just like, yeah. Okay, I, I am I'm I'm gonna say right now, Ellen, that I, I am now committing one hundred percent, don't tell mm-hmm. me if I'm right or wrong, that that is true because I feel like I feel like you you're not that good a liar. And if you are, I'm gonna be so impressed because I really, really feel like that that is definitely one of the truths. Um, also, you mentioned lots of gay friends. Can you introduce me to yeah, some? Yeah, of course. Come down to Brighton. We'll have a kiki. Okay, deal. You, you can do Brighton Pride, right? Of course. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Are you coming? Yeah, I've been like the past two years. It's like my favourite pride. Yeah. yeah, it is the best pride. It's, I prefer it to London. Yeah, me Come too. Come stay with me. Come stay with me in Brighton Pride and we'll have fun. Oh, so do you, where do you live? Like in a li- like in a little flat? or? Yeah, at the moment. Well, I'm moving out soon, but I'm at the moment I'm living with my mum. It's really, really glamorous. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm just always around Brighton. I always have like room okay deal and introduce me to all your all your little friends yeah of course all my little friends okay cute so i'm saying right i'm saying i'm committing to this right i'm saying that the you are a virgin i'm saying that that is true Mm -hmm. and then i'm actually going to change my answer from earlier and i'm also going to say that it's true that you haven't been on a date although i hope it's not true i hope i I hope you have been on a date just start crying oh my god guys (laughs) please anyone out there um and i'm gonna say the bodily fluids thing. You don't think I'm allergic to It's actually sperm. false. But I feel like there may be a little element of truth in there. Like maybe when you cry, you do go like really puffy or something. But I think that that is false. You are not allergic to sperm. Am I meant to say now? Yeah. Okay. I would do um, a drum roll, but I don't have a... a... <laughs> it's just an ASMR. Um, I am allergic to sperm. Yeah. Found that out the hard way. Oh, so, I, so I'm wrong. You are wrong. Oh, no. I, I was so convinced. I am a virgin. I have been on many a date. Oh, okay. But I'm a virgin. Oh, I, oh I'm really disappointed with myself. I am annoyed with myself because I was like, oh, he's not going to get it. And then you were like, if you're that good a liar, then I don't know yet. I, like, <laughs> I wish he didn't know me. But you, you, you've had lots of lovely boys take you on dates. 
Uh, lots of boys wouldn't necessarily not, not, look lovely. Not lovely. So just first dates then. Many a first date, not a many seconds. Yes, I'm. I'm kind of. I'm. I'm kind of the same with that. You know, like mm. I feel like, you know, I'm on the apps. Yeah. You know, perusing Tinder and Chappy, and I feel mm. like I just, I don't often progress to the second date that no. often. And I don't know. I think it's for me. Like if I'm gonna. I think lots of people are, d- are completely different about like dating and things. And I know for me that if I'm if I'm going to go on like a second, third date with somebody, I want to kind of have the idea in my mind that they mu- that they have the chance to be the, the man that I'm going to marry. Yes. Like, I, I'm not saying I know that by date two. Of course I don't. But I need okay. to know that it's pos- there's a possibility of this that happening. This is the thing, right? And that's completely fucking normal. But when people are like make you out to be some kind of psycho when you say that like out loud and I don't like say it on the first day but yeah. like if you're on like a, a second or third like surely you must like know something's gonna fucking happen yeah or what What else are we doing here like yeah. what's the point of this whole thing it, it's so true And but, but then you're kind of like a psycho you're like ah, well you're not turning meet my mum Pres- <laughs> <laughs> she's at home <laughs> presumably you're not turning up to the date in a wedding dress or anything like that because no comment no <laughs> I don't know like if I was on if I was on a date with like like maybe third date with a guy I really really liked really good looking and they showed up like in a little tux like to get married I'd be like you know what let's Fuck let's it, just yeah. fucking let's just fucking do it I'm not easily scared off no I'm not <laughs> commitment is the best yeah I love a bit yeah um and but also on the it's on the fetish. flip side of that I've kind of had where I've been like dating a guy before and I've started out thinking, you know, oh, you know, is this going to be the guy that I end up with? Let's let's go with this and see what, what happens. And then maybe we're kind of getting to date four, five, six. And I kind of realize at that point, you know what, I, I, I really, really like this guy. Yeah. But I feel like it's not he's not going to be the one I marry. Yeah. And at that point, I'm kind of in a dilemma of I'm actually really enjoying dating so, them. Yeah, but do I like, continue spending time? And, yeah, yeah. And I always feel a bit like bad if i continue dating them knowing that it's not going to go anywhere but like last year i had this situation with a guy and i was just honest with him and open about it and i says Mm -hmm. look you know what like i feel like i'm i'm never gonna fall in love with you i hope that doesn't hurt your feelings but i i I feel like that's not there but like i'm really enjoying dating you do you want to just like carry on going on dates and have a good time yeah and he was like oh my god i felt i feel exactly the same oh amazing um and we're still friends now and we still hang out naked sometimes so that's so that's that's great um and yeah, you know, again, like it's just like dating and and everything is like. Just, I feel like the dialogue and talking about dating and everything mm-hmm. is really really important. And you know what? I've just realised that I've done what I've 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 done myself a little segue, but it was by complete coincidence. Oh, fabulous! Um, so speaking of dating, uh-huh. um, we're going to play a bit more music. But after that, we have the amazing Stephen Riznik. I'm hoping I'm saying that. I'm you know I'm bad with pronunciations. Um, but the lovely Stephen is going to be joining us on the show, um, and he is a relationship expert oh my goodness. so you know maybe he can give the two of us a little bit of advice well, and maybe we could um teach us a, a nice few things place somewhere me and steve and we can talk about it a little bit more yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely all right shall we do a bit of music and then we will get a bit of steven on the show let's go i want a bit of steven <laughs> all right this is this is love shack B-52s. oh my god my actual favorite song Radio presents 
Michael Payne and Reese Sanders. A man on Reddit posted that his girlfriend has a slightly unusual fetish. She likes to feed him food that she's already chewed up. <laughs> Reese already, like, no. Yeah, not at up. all, not even a little bit. Does she chew it up and then put it back on the plate? No, or she, she, I think she, maybe she's... What, like... Makes it into little balls? She feeds it to him. She feeds it to him. Oh, this is honestly... She makes it into little balls in her palm. <laughs> <laughs> dips it in, um, sri- what's it, how do you pronounce it? Sriracha. 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 Whatever. Well, I can feel it. You know, when you're yeah. saying certain things, yeah. it's making me like... Every Wednesday. Michael Payne and Reese Sanders. From 4pm. Fubar Radio. All right, Ellen. Mm-hmm. Are you excited to learn a little bit about dating? Mm-hmm. Good, because we have the amazing Stephen Risnick joining us on the phone. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Tom? We're really good. Is that a lovely American accent I hear? Well, it used to be a British accent, then I tried to fit in and messed it up, but uh, I'm from England myself. Oh, so it's kind of like a, like a little hybrid going on. A hybrid, a hybrid northern accent, yes. I love it. <laughs> um, well, I'm joined here in the studio with the amazing Ellen. Um, Hiya. She, she's an absolute babe. She's a sweetheart. Um, and we've just been having a little conversation about kind of like our own kind of dating relationship situation. And we thought, because you're like a relationship like expert, right? Trying my best. Tell, tell us a little bit about like what like what you do and like what that kind of entails. Well, what it started what it started from is uh, you know I'm a business attorney, and Ooh. most of my cases took me to an area of negotiating. People didn't want things in the media. Sure. They didn't want them to drag out and spend hundreds of thousands. So I studied negotiation extensively. Then I created my own model. And then in an effort to raise money for abused dogs, which is what I'm all about, I created Relationships 901. And, uh, uh, and it's based on my conflict resolution model. So we analyzed 43 different topics and tried to help people resolve them in a week. Now, I'm not oh. saying, Callum, that you can resolve everything in a week. But you have, <laughs> you have to be able to bring the ship to shore without it sinking. And once it's at shore, you can do whatever you want to fix it. But unfortunately, many people don't realize they get past the point of no return and there's no coming back. And that's what we're all about preventing. I, I, I think it's really interesting that you're, you were like, uh, like you did like negotiations because in a way, like a, a relationship and dating is a negotiation. It's two people trying to figure out like two people liking each other and trying to figure out how they can kind of like coexist. And like you, you have to negotiate a relationship. Is that kind of where that stems from? Right. It's a, and it's a nonstop negotiation, you probably noticed. Ooh, or, oh, yeah. I'll do this. Can you do this for me? Or you didn't do this for me. I feel really bad. You know, blah, blah, blah. So it's nonstop. You're correct. Absolutely. Sounds really romantic. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's sign a contract. But like, with marriages and things, you know, that is, a, that is a literal contract, isn't it? You're like signing an agreement and there's all kinds of things that come along with that. I guess you have you had to deal with like messy like marriages and things like that? Oh yes, that's kind of where where it all started. Taking me on the um, you know uh, on the side of uh, of relationships, where we dealt with divorces, and and I'm not joking. I had one case where um, we had this client who was worth you know probably 150, 200 million euros, and oh we God. were negotiating over the cat in Monaco, not the condo in Monaco that was worth several million. Oh. It was the held up the entire case and she said if i can't get my cat i'm not signing anything oh my god that's like 
I I love that that, that that's like getting your priorities straight. Yeah. That's been like no fuck the money, fuck the condo. Like I want my little cat. That's a really charming story. But also, is he now single? This really is, is what is who single? <laughs> this really rich guy. Oh, um, I'm assuming that he, uh, well, I'm assuming he didn't have trouble finding somebody else, but I can always call him and find out for you. Please, okay, <laughs> you've just broken my heart. <laughs> Please find out for us and Ellen and I will fight over him. Yeah. I'm, but then for saying that, I'm not always, I'm not, af- I'm not after money. I, I'm, the guy, I'm the guy who would be like, I want my cat. I want my cat. I'm not after money, but I am after romance. And mm. uh, I money want helps. someone, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, so. Comfortable life. Well, but, uh, but I like that some people um, get their... Pre- you know, you only live once. There's no spare in the boot. And at the end of the day, what's important? You know, you've had a dog or a cat for 13 years or 10 years. It's a family member or something else. Maybe somebody who passed away or you broke up with or gave you something that has extreme value. All of a sudden, you know, a million dollars is not going to buy it back. But having that item or having that pet makes all the difference in the world. And so I like that people are going in that direction. I think the world is actually moving towards priorities over money. Yeah, money is important. You can't pay bills without it. You can't eat without it. But at the end of the day, there are things that you just can't buy. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it must be kind of like, it must have been quite nice to actually, when you, when you were working on those cases, to know that it wasn't just money, money, money all the time and to know that this is, you know, real things that really mean stuff to people. And, you know, if you're winning that case, you're... You, you know, you're winning the cat. You're winning something that that person loves and is attached to. And that's, that's I know. That's the case. first thing I when I hung up on, on the call and found out how important this was, I called his assistant and I said, guard that bloody cat. Because no matter what, I think the wife is getting it. Make sure it's well fed, well taken care of, or we've got trouble on our hands. Oh, that's so sweet. Um Okay, so in your book, Relationships 901, um, I know you talk about a lot of things, but what I'm, what I'm personally really, really interested in is that you talk about um, when you're in the situation where somebody just wants to be friends, where you're kind of in that friend zone situation. I don't know if you've ever had that, Ellen, where you've kind of with a, with an, a pre-existing friend or with somebody you've got feelings for and they just want to be your friend. Yeah, so um, I have never been in that situation, but I'm not a huge fan of the term friend zone. Oh, interesting. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it is a excuse for men to blame women when their advances aren't appreciated. Oh, wow. Okay, we took this deep. I always take stuff deep. (laughs) Um, And that's partly why I'm single. Um... No, I, I'm just, I, I, there's something about the term friend zone. There's something about the connotation of complaining about someone like, oh, damn it, I'm in the friend zone and that's her fault. Sure. Like, it kind of feels kind of uncomfortable. Almost like you're not respecting that person's right to feel how they yeah. feel and almost blaming them for be, yeah. not being able to control how they feel. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What, what do you think, Stephen? I feel, I feel like we might get into a little bit of a heated debate here. Um, well, in, in the friend zone is an interesting position. I like what Ellen has to say about it because it kind of, it does in a way for a woman or, or, or the recipient, let's say, um, if it's not a heterosexual relationship, it, it, it kind of takes everything and it's like, so I have no value. If you can't sleep with me, I have no value. Yeah. But unfortunately... Uh, and, and here's where you see the complexities in, in the relationships. For example, now you're hearing relationships where people get married but don't have sex, right? They have yeah. sex with other people, but not with their spouse. 
So, you know, the nice thing is there is someone for everyone, and there are multiple people for everybody. But at the end of the day, the friend zone is actually a very difficult thing, especially where one of the partners, because the friend zone can go both ways. It doesn't have to be the woman, it could be the man, or, you know, however, however you want to play it out. Yeah. But at the end of the day, sometimes the person starts sharing things that are very deep. They, they depend on the other person. They do this, they do that, they do that. And then the other person says, well, you know what? I want to take you to the next level. Why are we going deeper than, than we would even if we were married, and yet we're not taking it to the next level? Mm-hmm. So believe it or not, I've seen situations amongst clients of mine where a simple conversation, because this is what's missing today, is communication. It really, really is. And not just talking, but communicating. In other words, talking the language of the recipient, not talking your language. And trying to understand what is it that's not working. Because at the end of the day, if the person says, look, I'm just not sexually attracted to you, Mm -hmm. change this. Because if sexual attraction was all that it took, all that we had to do was be a server in a restaurant for one day, and we'd have our choice of people, right? <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Think about it. If it was that easy, a server wouldn't last but eight hours, and they're gone because they're married and happy and everything the next day. Yeah. So it isn't quite that easy. But on the other hand, there's also situations in the friends. Part of where, I'm going to go back a step. Part of the problem you have in negotiation is that there are multiple factors that play into the situation. It's not just the person's makeup. It's not just the person's background experience. What if the person just had three bad relationships? That person is closed off to being engaged with somebody because they're engaged, and I don't mean engaged with a ring, I mean engaged, you know, into the situation. They're engaged with the person, uh, they're afraid to be engaged with somebody, but, but they're close to them, they do everything but have a romantic relationship. It's not because they don't have a sexual interest. They can't even get to the stage of having a sexual interest. Sure. So, I, you know, but go if, ahead. If, I think that's probably then their own issue that they need to work on, not necessarily how you get out of the friend zone. It's how that person decides that they want to open up their zone but you can you can surely support them in that and yeah. i think uh, surely I, I i i believe that's what Stephen is, is is getting at how do you kind of support that person in getting okay. to that yeah position am i right in thinking that exactly and, and, and but but what you have to do is the other person may not realize they're in that situation mm. you know that we see ourselves and we see the world and we think everything's right through our eyes unfortunately we don't see ourselves as the next person does and yeah. we can't appreciate how we're coming across until we're somebody else, which of course is impossible for us to do. Okay, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take this personal because I, I think that might help us kind of like navigate this situation. So, like recently, um, I really liked a guy who was my friend, um, and I was having sex with him, and we were having great sex, but we didn't we didn't we were never able to progress that. And even though I said, "Hey, you know, I like you, maybe we should date." Um, he just wasn't interested. So I guess I was, even though we know Ellen doesn't like the term, I guess I was in the friend zone in that situation. You know, I respected, I absolutely respected his right to not, you know, I, I felt like he can't control that. But how would I have navigated that differently? Like, because surely you've you've worked with people where, um, you know, the feelings aren't there on one side and surely you can't make everything work. So surely sometimes it, it just doesn't work out. Right, but what, can you tell me a bit more about the situation, kind of it, to the degree that you feel comfortable, kind of personalize it. I'm trying to understand what the dynamics were, 
you know what I mean? I need to know a little sure. bit more to be able to help you okay. give you a good answer. So I had a good friend, and we were we were friends for a very long time, and it had always been a platonic friendship. And then okay. kind of feelings emerged on my side, and then we kind of both realized there were sexual feelings there. So we started okay. engaging in sex and having sex now and then. But when I then said, hey, you know, I, I, I think I actually like you. We're good friends. We have good sex. Maybe we should date. Then there was a, nope, I don't have any feelings. I don't reciprocate. Does that, does that explain? Okay, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so this is actually, a, I've seen this situation many times amongst my clients. The problem is not your problem. It's the other person's problem. They may I be like afraid. Let's blame them. But oh, of course. That's the first thing we need to do. feel better, right? Have a glass of wine and blame the other party, right? <laughs> Sorry, did, go on. There's a lovely shirt uh, um, that I saw. It says, I'm not arguing. I'm just explaining why I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. That's me all over. So the situation is what you, you may not be aware of, and the other person may or may not be aware of, as soon as somebody gets close to them that person starts running away. In fact, there's a book, I think, called um, Come Closer, Run Away. Okay. And I've actually been involved in that kind of a situation where um, I had a girlfriend. And if I simply, you know, you know, we got to know each other, we ended up living together for three and a half years. But, you know, if I bought her flowers, she'd be in a bad mood the rest of the day. And I, and I was thinking, what have I done? You know, I'm not aware of it. Uh, see, I don't feel comfortable with you spending money on me. I've met every man's dream, but, you know, <laughs> speaking, but she, you know, we go and, you know, I'd, I'd see, a, you know, she had a beautiful figure and, you know, you could just, you know, buy something that would fit and she'd look great in it. You'd see a piece of jewelry on sale, maybe, you know, costume jewelry, maybe, you know, 20 bucks, $30. Yeah. You buy it for her, the rest of the day she feels sad. Mm. So, uh, where I'm going there is like, you know, as soon as you got closer, she, you know, her lack of self-esteem made it difficult for her to engage. Sure. So she didn't feel comfortable with, with being given those things. And, and I'm going to parallel it to you. You were giving love, attention, caring. Um, you know, you were giving Callum. You were giving who you are. Yeah. And that scared the other person. Now, that's only one you know, one suggestion, because again, when I negotiate for somebody, you know, I like to know so, so much about the other party, you know, everything from how they keep their car to their relationship with their mother tells me so much. Okay. So I don't know the other person. Yeah. Yeah. I've just given you a brief overview, so it's hard for you to comment. Uh, yeah. And, and so, but, it, but at the end of the day, you know, if you had great sex, so it wasn't that the, he physically didn't feel anything for you. Mm. He did, or he wouldn't have sex. Sure. Right. I if mean, you think about it. I, I think so. But like some people are very good at kind of detaching sexual feelings and, and emotional feelings. And, and, and I know to some people they are completely, completely different things. I think for me, they're quite interlinked. But I know for, for, for me, like the best sex I ever have, if I'm unbelievably turned on by somebody, that is, usually comes with some kind of emotional connection. It's very rare that I would have one without the other. But then, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who are very detached and they can have great sex and be like super in the zone and be so turned on, but then be like, I have no interest in dating this person. I just want to fuck them. Well, exactly. And, and this is part of what I'm discovering now because I'm divorced at this time and I, I was married for nine years. And I'm in the dating world, and 
and I'm noticing the people have changed. And, and, and you know, when I was first divorced, it, it became quite a surprise how much they've changed. And you know, even women and men, like men, can be. You know, we have a reputation of being very detached sexually. Yeah. But now you're seeing it amongst the women. I've seen women. You know, you can have great sex with them. But they have no emotional attachment. They're okay with it. Come in, let's have fun. But I can't get close to man. I just want to get laid. Okay. Sure, sure. You know, we do we do our best to make them happy. So, but at the end of the day, um, so you see, there there are many factors. But it could be that this person doesn't want to get close. It could be that he has separated, like you like you stated, the physical from the emotional and mental. And there could be a million and one reasons. And without knowing him, or at least spending an hour with him, I, I can't get a, a, a feel for him. It'd be nice to know, and maybe you were in the position, or will be in the position, to find out what his past was like. Yeah. Because people do tend to behave the same way. You know, there are variants, but they're still going to behave the same way over time from when they're about six years old. Wow, okay, that, that's intense. <laughs> that was a very dear diary moment just then. I felt like I was really getting involved in Caleb's life and, like, <laughs> his own choices. Okay, so, so I, know, I know you don't have all the information. I know it's a very vague situation, but like, if you could give one piece of advice to me or, or anyone listening who maybe is in that situation, maybe they do really like somebody, maybe they're having sex, maybe they're not having sex, but it's, it's a very... Again, I'm going to use the term. I'm sorry, Ellen. Oh, no, it's all right. I mean, I said I feel weird about it. It's not that I'm going to storm out every single time someone says that. Bloody hell. So anyone in the friend zone, and I know that is that can apply to so many different situations, so there's no, there's no one answer. But if there was one piece of advice that you could give, what would that advice be? Um, hopefully the person drinks, because believe it or not, it's just fine. <laughs> oh in vino veritas, as they say in Rome, uh, makes a difference to kind of, you know, shed some of the uh, you know, walls that the person has around them. Mm-hmm. And have a frank conversation and say, look, you know, this is how I feel about you, and I really care about you. You know, we share a lot of things, you know, our souls connect, disconnects, but I'd like to take it a step further. Yeah. Would you like to give it a try, or, or is there a reason you don't want to? Because the best thing that can happen is that the person says, it's not got to do with you. I'd be glad to have sex with you right now if you wanted me to, but it's about where I am in, in this life, and I don't feel comfortable in getting involved in something really deep right now. Then you can always, you know, you, you, you like to have the, um, the batna in, in negotiation, you know, what I call the fallback, and say, you know, friends with benefits would be a, a good fallback. Again, it doesn't give you what you're looking for. But sometimes, you know, time is the best healer in relationships, in the sense that it's also a glue that, that slowly works. So if you start from, you know, a friend zone, then we're friends with benefits, then all of a sudden the lives start intermingling. The next thing you know, somebody's got a ring on or at least is living with the other person. I've seen that so many times. So, 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 so trick them and trap them with alcohol and sex. Yeah, have a frank conversation. Oh, no, like, Oi, mate, Spanner, why are you fucking me? Have a, yeah, have really a am- shot of tequila. We can sort this out. Yeah, I did. I did actually understand what you were saying there, Stephen, and 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 and, 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 I, and I, I completely. I, I think that's amazing advice, and I think it, it also it falls so much in line with everything we ever preach about and talk about on this show. I think the number one message that we always try to give people is that 
communication is everything no matter who it is you know opening up forming that dialogue trying to understand them trying to understand their needs as well as your own and kind of like you said kind of coming to it's a negotiation situation Yes, and at the end of the day, you know, you may be the first person who's ever negotiated with them, or, or no, no, not commu- that's not the word, communicated with them yeah. in the longest time. That's very true. And, you know, this may be a very emotional time when the person turns around and responds to you, because sometimes when they speak, it'll be the first time that they've heard themselves and understood what they're thinking, and you're bringing it out in them. Sure. That's the best thing you can do as a negotiator is have somebody provide you with their position that they didn't even know they had. Yeah. And and I, I really like that as well because I think that I think that kind of loops back nicely to what Ellen was saying at the beginning where there can be this kind of like judgmental, like why 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 aren't they liking me? Why have they put me in this friend zone? And it's it's not about that. It's about it's about understanding them and then getting to the root of the cause of whatever is what whatever the barrier is between you and, and kind of working through that together. So I think I think that's I think that's amazing advice, Stephen. And I think you've given both of us so many things yeah. to take away and talk about um if any of our lovely listeners um want to find you get your book follow you on social media how can they do that well here's the good news it's actually not a book we created a streaming video and we deal with this friend zone issue as well we have 20 improv um, sorry 10 improv scenes with 20 actors where they play one role and then i'll step in on one of the two people's roles and exchange with them. And so we created a six-hour program called Relationships 901. Yes, okay. Relationships901.com. And uh, the six-hour program is broken into 20-minute segments they can see during lunch. And you know what? We actually had to trim it down to six hours because, you know, the the focus groups we did said it's too long. But there's not enough you can learn in this area, as you probably already know. Okay, amazing. And and where where do people access that if they would like to? It's it's on Relationships901.com. Amazing. Well, Stephen, you have been a, a, a great guest. Um, like I said, you've given us a lot to think about, um, and it's been a real pleasure for having you well, on the, the show. The pleasure is mine, and, and thank you. Uh, thank you. I really enjoyed it. If you have any more questions uh, on this relationship, uh, gentlemen, give me a call, and <laughs> we'll go step by step and make it happen for you. Oh, well, you I- are just the sweetest. <laughs> I love you. Are you, are you a single? <laughs> Ellen's interested. <laughs> she'll, she'll be in touch later on. Okay, thank awesome. you. Thank you so much. See you later, Stephen. Bye. All the best. Thank you to both of you. Have a beautiful evening. Oh, you, too. you too. Bye. Bye. I love him. Have oh, a beautiful so evening. Like what? What a job! Like I feel like he he was he started out there telling us about like dating and relationships, and he won both both of our hearts. I was I was closed <laughs> when it when it began. I was like I was ready to you know have a fight. A hoe, but yeah. I was I was getting into it. Yeah. So um, he's he's a, he's a charmer that one. So uh, yeah, shout a shout out to him. Um, should we have a bit of music, Ellen? Yes, of course. Think it's about time we had a little dance. All right, this is a little bit of disclosure. Oh, that was that was that was unexpected. Um, Ellen, we're going to play a game now. Amazing. We're going to play a little bit 
of porn or not porn. Oh, yes. <laughs> so in this game, um, I have four little clips here, four little sound effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these are from porn. Mm-hmm. And some, I, apparently, yesterday was National Cooker Sweet Potato Day. Apparently, that's the thing. Amazing. So some of these are people cooking or eating sweet potatoes. This is exactly like a game that I play with my family. So this is just what you and the fam do. Yeah, just... porn or not porn. <laughs> uh-huh. Great. So it's, it's it's sweet potato or porn. Okay, is, is your remit. Don't know if you watch a lot of porn, so I don't know what your your frame of reference for this is. <laughs> is. But I, I have a, I have a sneaky suspicion you're going to be all right with this. All right, let's it, go. Here's all your right. first sound effect. Oh. Oh. Oh, that was that was that cheeky. Was short. That. Okay, do it again. It's, it's, to me, Sweet that sounds, it sounds like somebody sipping a Pepsi or a Coke. I'll play it again. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, that could be totally be a Coca-Cola advert. This sounds like some kind of YouTube video where it's like, watch me review sweet potatoes. And, like, <laughs> and so like, yeah, delicious. I, I can't imagine where that would fit in a, in a porn situation because the well, audio it, sounds shit. And it sounds uh, homemade. But I, I don't know, like, it's, you can have homemade porn, you know? Amateur, yeah. And it could be, it, it could be, you know, having a little bit of a swallow of a... Of a... <laughs> I don't know anyone who goes, ah, after they Imagine, it's like, you know... Eat a bit of vagina and they go, ah. <sighs> Yeah, so, I, I, what are you saying? You're I'm saying, saying sweet potato. You're absolutely right. Oh, this is yes. from Girl Eating Mashed Potatoes, Curry Wok and Salad. So, Didn't I fucking say it would be some, some kind like, of like random yeah, YouTube like, video? Uh-huh. I'm going to watch that later. I can I can visualize it. I, I can see just, it. It was actually my video. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your next one. Oh, porno music. That was that was way too cheerful to be porno music. No, have you not like sometimes like the porno music is ridiculous. What, like, down it's down like on the farm. Wait, do it again. It sounds like if that's the porno, then it would be like in a, a very like strict rhythm. Like, diddy, diddy, diddy. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's porn out. There's all kinds of porn. That's what you've got to remember. Sounds but like a musical porn. There's a little bit of a moan. Listen for the moan. Mm. 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 <laughs> that's such a cliche of like... Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so what, are we, what are we thinking? Porn. You think this one's porn? Yeah. You've, you've flipped. You've changed your mind. Because I didn't realise that um, porn had such a variety of music yeah. and so now I feel like they've gone on to audio library and, and, and then like <laughs> and made a, a really cheerful porn <laughs> so you think this is porn yeah <coughs> oh. oh you should you shouldn't yeah. have, you shouldn't have hedged your bets should have should have stuck with it I wish we could listen to the full video to the, to the whole thing yeah like why just sit here for 20 minutes yeah just, just listen just bear with guys listen, <laughs> listen to porn and then listen to a guy eating sweet potato I, I feel like it might be quite obvious after after well, just yeah, a couple yeah. of seconds mm. <laughs> so what was he saying mm to um, it was Gordon Ramsay making <laughs> sweet potato mash naturally oh my god do you want to hear Gordon yes doesn't sound anything like Gordon Ramsay. I thought Ramsey. it was going to be Gordon Ramsay making sweet love. Oh, and it would be a no, I bet you like him as well. Him and Philip Schofield going at it in the oh, kitchen fighting over on the me. sofa. Fighting over me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You in like Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Throwing some And who was who the other one you liked? Him, Jeremy, Jeremy Kyle. Kyle. And he deals with the aggro. 
<laughs> he calms it down when yeah. it gets a bit out of control. Uh-huh. Yeah, I you've mean... got my situation down. <laughs> All right, your next one. Oh, that is some wee porn. That is some like some like water spots. Yeah. Absolutely. I like a bit of water spots porn. Like it has to be like I don't know. I feel like I want it to be a bit more. I feel like uh, with porn and with and with the internet in general, sometimes it's like either extreme or nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's like it, with water sports, it's either like old man pissing out of a window into eighteen-year-old boy's mouth <laughs> while he gets whipped. You know, yeah, like yeah. it has to be extreme, uh-huh. and I'm like, you know, injecting I'm like, some urine, <laughs> literally. And I'm like, you know what? I would like, I would like, maybe like two guys in the shower together, and maybe they're like making out. Maybe one of them needs a wee, and there's a little and, triple, and he has I a little triple. I thought you would say two guys with some teacups, um, D- and just, just pissing the cup, fully clothed, drink it just down, civilized water sports, civilized, civilized piss play. That's that's what we're about here at Fubar Radio. <laughs> That's what people are listening for. Can't wait for. to hear your next sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody wants to sponsor. sponsor. You're in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I forgot. Oh, okay. Do you want to hear it again? Do you yes. want to hear the, the the piss play again? All right, here we go. Absolutely piss play. So you're saying it's porn? Yeah. You are correct. It is porn, but it's not actually piss play. It's not water sports. Well, it's it's a uh, sink or something. It's quick blowjob and swallow on the train. On the train? Yeah, you can hear the train. That little bit of white noise is... Oh. Um, I'm also being told by the lovely producer, Abby, that this video is really gross. gross. <laughs> oh, did you have to, like, sit through them? And she, oh, Yeah, amazing. she has to choose them. They don't just magic themselves. And they say that the dream job does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, quick blowjob and swallow on the train. One more time. A classy affair. Lovely. A story for the ages. <laughs> okay. Uh, one more. You yes, ready for this? I You're am. doing really well. Thank you so much. Re- really impressed with you. Oh, yeah. That's too cliche to be a porn. Do you think? Yeah. Well, what else is that going to be, is, though? Do you know what I mean? That is so bloody boom chicka wow wow. Oh, yeah. Like, that is too obvious. I've Play it again. I've, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. You know no, I mean? it's, no, it's a trick. Uh, do you think it's a trick? Yeah. I would never, I would never trick you like that. I just... Might trick me once, but you might only trick me twice. <laughs> All right, so, so what's your final answer with this? Oh, it's sweet potato. You think this is sweet potato? Are you sure? <coughs> what? That is too cliche. No, it's porn. It's clearly porn. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's porn, but it's how to make fancy stuffed potatoes. <laughs> and producer Abby, I'm going to need some contact some context she said sorry it's not porn look you you had one job producer abby no it, you, you're correct it's not porn it's it's not porn it's how to make oh, fancy right. stuffed potatoes i was really hoping there for a oh. second that this was porn involving the potatoes yeah because best that, of both that would have been a special special little something fetish restart <laughs> all right we're going to be doing um sex confessions a little bit later on so if you're listening at home and you want to give us your sex confessions we would love to hear them so I'm please dying. send them in to callum at foobarradio.com it's completely anonymous spill your guts tell us everything you want to tell us and we'll be reacting to that in a little bit we're going to play a, another little game before that though ellen yes um ready 
So I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have a break. Calm calm yourself. Sorry, this was like sports day. I'm just like I've never been so competitive in my life. You just want to do your best. So what do I win at the end of this? Like, am I getting tallied? Or yeah, like the d- d- delicious pizza in front of you is what you it, win. It is pretty delicious. Um, we're going to be doing a game called Match Me If You Can. So if you want to get involved with this game, then head over to my Twitter where you can see a little celebrity dating app and. Just just go and have a look and then come back and join us after this little bit of music and we're going to be playing, we're going to be having some fun. All right, what 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 should we have? Should we have some Alma? I say like that like I know who that is. I have no clue who that is. This, Almo? This Almo. is Alma. We love Alma. Oh, yeah. Fubar Radio presents... As an influencer, I think we really do have a responsibility to be accurately portraying what we look like in real life. I totally agree. And can you imagine us growing up with Instagram? It's an absolute minefield. And I can remember my parents being worried about MSN Messenger or oh there were all these horror stories oh, about <laughs> chat rooms. You had what? A beeper. You had oh, a pager. Yeah. The little like, oh, excuse me. Who's I that? thought they were all Go for American phones. drug dealers. Well, <laughs> in my spare time, <laughs> Miss Cox. Every Friday. From 5pm. Fubar Radio. Okay, this game is called Match Me If You Can. Okay. See what we did there. Yes, I Ge- do. Genius, Bit genius. Of the comedy you were talking about earlier. <laughs> um, so in this game, I have a little uh, celebrity dating profile here. Okay. It's one we fabricated. It's not real. Oh. I, w- I, I, I mean, if I had access to this person's <laughs> real dating profile, I would not be sat here chatting to you. No, I would okay. Be, I would be elsewhere. I'd be busy. Okay. Um, for any, any listeners, feel free to pop over to my Twitter or the Fubar Radio Instagram page where you can see the dating profile that we're talking about. Okay. Um, yep. I've got some clues from the, from the dating profile. And okay. Ellen, you're going to have to try and figure out which celebrity this is. Okay, can't wait. Um, are you au fait with like celebrity culture? Bit Hello Magazine. <laughs> I've referenced it enough like, <laughs> times today. Um, yeah, question mark? Yeah, I feel like you know who Why this not? person is. I feel like most people know who this is. Okay. All right. Okay, let's go. Your first clue. He is a Virgo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, okay. I know who it is. <laughs> he is a Virgo. According to the star sign, he is analytical, observant, helpful, and reliable. This is really not helping okay. you. Okay. Uh, my uncle Steve. I don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine if you just got it with one? Yeah. Like I think it's this specific person. <laughs> All right. So your next clue. He is five foot and ten inches tall. Oh, quite short then. It, uh, it's not that short. I Wait, mean, how five five foot ten? Oh that's no, like... no, that's not hot. It's okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so he's a Virgo. He's supposedly analytical, observant, helpful, and reliable. Whether those things are true, I don't know. Um, and he's five foot and ten inches tall. Quite tricky, isn't it? That's quite tricky. That could be that could be basically and is most he single? people. He no, we were actually discussing this earlier, and we'll so, discuss this afterwards. Okay. Um, he isn't, but there's suddenly all rumours and things going on in the media right now mm. that he may now be suddenly available and single. Okay. So that's another cheeky little clue there. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh my goodness. Okay. So. Um, is there any other clues? Uh, yeah, there's two more clues. Oh, I, get, I, want, I want to hear more clues before I start this. <laughs> Can you imagine like... if I was just like, he's a Virgo and he's five foot ten? <laughs> Go, figure it out. <laughs> All right, your next one. He is from one of Britain's most glamorous towns. 
Wolverhampton. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like I would have got it from this oh. because because I remember I really fancied him and there was this thing on TV where he went back to his hometown and because I had a friend in Wolverhampton, I was like, oh my God, he's from Wolverhampton. So like, you know. Is if, he like a reality person? Yes and no. Is he like Started a out singer? reality. No, oh, that's a very big clue. Yes, he is a he is, is a was singer. Was he in um, like a band or something? Yeah, was he, he absolutely was. He absolutely was. Was it Louis Tomlinson? No. Oh, oh you're doing so well. All right, do you, do you want the last clue? Okay. So yes. y- you've basically narrowed it down to four boys. Uh huh. Not Louis Tomlinson. Damn it. Do you know the other boys? Can I you don't, name them I, all? The, the Irish one. No, name um, them. Fuck. So <laughs> the, the moody one that left. Um, Zane. Zane. Zane Fallick, as I like to call him. Uh, yeah, that's um, the one. Harry, Harry Styles. Harry Styles, him. very good. You've done Louis Tomlinson. Bald one. There's no, literally not a bald one. <laughs> he shaved his hair off because he was edgy. Uh, yeah, I think you mean Liam. Liam, Liam. like, he, he had Liam. lovely, he'd like lovely long fringe and it was very all like Bieber-esque. cute, very Bieber. And then he was like, you know what? No, no hair, no hair anymore. Gone. Is it, so it's not Irish one. He's not from Wolverhampton, is it? Niall is the Irish one. Well, yeah, so you've narrowed it down now to three oh, boys. I'm, here's your last clue. He has a child with a famous Geordie pop star who is quite a few years older than him. I thought you would get it from that. Who? What? <laughs> one of them has a kid. Yeah, one of them has it. So you've narrowed it down to Zane, Harry or Liam. Who are we one thinking? One of them has a kid. One of them has a kid with a famous Geordie pop star. How many famous Geordie pop stars are there? Not that many. I can't even think of any. Wait, so it's not Zane because he's with the model that looks like she's miserable all the time. So you've narrowed it down to two. Harry or Liam? 50-50. Harry just kind of does stuff and he's just like that. I don't think he would be a dad, dad though. doesn't seem right, does it? Um. So it's the Liam guy. Who is he? Correct. It is Liam. It is Liam Payne. Who has um, he got a child with? Cheryl Cole. Louis Tomlinson also has a kid, by the way. I am not up to date with the One Direction drama. Just two minutes ago, they were children themselves. Yeah. And now they're raising children. It blows my mind. But yeah. Wait, uh, did you say Cheryl Cole? Cheryl Cole and Liam Payne. That's the thing. That's been a thing for a while. They had a baby. A literal human has passed through Cheryl. Yeah. Realsies. Where was I? (laughs) So I fucking popped to the toilet for like a whole nine months. Well, I was chatting to lovely, I was chatting to lovely producer Abby just before the show about this. And it's Uh like, so when, when Liam Payne first went on the X Factor, before he went on as like One Direction, he was 14 years old the first time he went on the X Factor. And Cheryl was on, and Cheryl was like on the judging panel as like a woman. And like she, if somebody said to her, that that fourteen year old boy over there is going to impregnate you one day. Should have been like, nah, <laughs> not going to happen. I feel dis- like I feel dirty talking about this. This is, <laughs> this is awful. I want yeah. to take a shower. Like this is really <laughs> weird. So yeah, that's the thing. That, that but apparently oh. there's like rumors and things going on that they're broken up. So it's it's a whole drama. One Sounds Direction drama. It. Get on board, Ellen. Come oh on. Oh my god. Oh, I just never knew that this kind of scandal could happen in Wolverhampton. <laughs> She's ten years older than him, which isn't actually that many years when That's you think not about like it. Awful, I, but I thought like there was a bigger age difference. I think it's more the fact that she met him when he was underage, which is just a bit strange. Well, it's like funny. when you hear about people like and they end up getting with the person that babysat them when they were little. That's weird. That messes that is with very my head. Weird. Yeah, yeah, can't, can't, can't do that. Yeah. I'm a bad babysitter. Got my boyfriend in the shower. 
Whoop. And I don't know what song you're singing. I'm making six bucks an hour. Do you not know that song? No. We'll get, I'm going to play it for you at the end of the show. Oh, thank God. Just for you. <laughs> Just for you. Um, we're going to do some sex confessions. Yeah. Um, going to have a little bit of music and then we're going to dive straight in. And if you want to get some last minute sex confessions in, then just drop a little email to Callum at FooBallRadio.com. Sex confessions. Thank you so much to everyone who has sent in a little sex confession. So Ellen and I are going to, we've had quite a few this week, so we're going we're gonna to go through them. Would you like to read the first one, Ellen? Yeah, of course. Okay, off you go. Uh, and this is the moment that I tell you I can't read. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really like a guy but he eats meat and I'm vegan. I'm not sure we can make it work. Do you think you have any tips for me? And then it says shout out the vegan at the bottom. shout out the vegan. I didn't realise it was the same (laughs) one. I thought that was just like a little shout out. Um, Oh gosh. Oh, so, okay. I'm going to make, this is controversial, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to throw this out there. Ellen, feel free to disagree with me on this. Um, I'm going to say that I really, really think that that the onus on this is on your side. And I think it's actually up to you to accept the fact that he eats meat. And I know that that may go against your, you know, presumably you're a vegetarian. Presumably you're vegan, sorry, because you care about animal welfare. Um, But it is quite, it's kind of like people with political issues putting those aside because they love each other and they want to be together i think it's the same with this and although you fundamentally may disagree with people eating meat that is ultimately his decision and i would hope that you know if you love him or if you're just dating and you really like him that you would be able to put that aside and you would think so and maybe you can kind of not push him don't push him don't be pushy with it but maybe you can maybe encourage him to try being vegetarian try being vegan try Mm -hmm. introducing you know, you could take it as your, not your job, but you could step up to the mark, as it were, and be like, you know what, I'm going to cook you some like kick-ass vegan meals. And maybe he'll start eating vegan more often. Maybe he won't yeah. completely get rid of me. Maybe meat. watch some documentaries. Like, it's obviously like a big part of your life that um, with anything that's like a part of your life, you want your loved one to share it with you. Sure, yeah. Um, but you do have to decide what's more important. Yeah, absolutely. You know, being happy and being in love or animal rights, like... That's... Those are really difficult yeah, things to pit, like... pit against each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out to the vegan. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm trying to think if, like, if I was dating somebody, what would kind of be the the political deal breaker for me? Like, we were talking about guns earlier. Oh God, here we go. Oh, oh God. No, but like, if I was dating somebody and they were very like pro guns, they were like, yeah, I would think. Would you date a Trump supporter? <sighs> Look, yes slash no. Like, if the Trump supporter had the rest of his views were were quite liberal and they matched my own, then if they supported Trump, I would want to know why and I would want to have an open dialogue about that. But Mm -hmm. yes, I would. But I feel like I never would date a Trump supporter because I feel like being a Trump supporter comes with a whole other set of values and principles, which would mean I wouldn't like them in the first place. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, But if they were just like, you know what? I'm pro-Trump because I'm so anti-Hillary. I think he's better than her. I would be like, I, I disagree, but fine. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like we maybe would have a couple of arguments, but yeah, I I could I could date them. See, I think maybe I'm a little bit closed-minded, and maybe this is why I've been single for so long. But I don't know if I would date a Trump supporter and I Ooh. don't know if I would date a conservative either. Ooh. Well, it's the whole like never kissed a Tory Yeah, thing. I mean, 
Oh, there's a there's a there's a conservative guy who drives me absolutely mad. Oh, I've really? fancied him for so long, but it's 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 purely sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I could date him because he he would he would he would drive me insane. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, again, like it's. I think it's it's difficult because when we're saying like Trump supporter or conservative or, or whatever we are the grouping and we're uh, we're presuming we're presuming a lot yeah. about those people, mm-hmm. um, but you know a political identity does tend to come along and it says a lot about a person. It does say a lot about a person by the very definition that you've decided to. These are my viewpoints. Mm-hmm. That says so much about a person. Um, so again, I'm I'm open to it. I just think it's very unlikely yeah. that I would meet somebody that I genuinely would kind of engage with and genuinely would connect with mm-hmm. um but again like the, the, you know animal activism and like being a vegan maybe this person's like whole world and they may be so passionate about them and maybe to them it's the same it's like the trump thing with us yeah. maybe to them they're like i can't possibly because you eat meat i can't possibly because also, you support trump you know it's different if you became a vegan whilst you were with that person or you were a vegan before you met that person oh. and if so what drew you to that person yeah yeah because Ooh. you liked them in the first place like yeah. surely you knew surely you knew before you went on a date or maybe they've not been on a date yet so many questions. So many questions. Just all the best to you. I hope you Shout either out. can like date and like you get on board with him eating meat, or I hope that maybe he decides. You know what? I really like this girl, guy. I don't know who. I don't know who you are. <laughs> I, I hope that um, you know you resolve that and you end up eating his meat. Okay. Great, Bye. great point to end on there, <laughs> Ellen. I, I can always, always rely on Ellen to bring down the just tone. Just bring me in every single week, just for like a five minute, like, hey, here's an inappropriate dad joke. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, right. So the the sex confession we've had now. This isn't a question. <laughs> I love having sex to grime music. It gets me so pumped. You know what? Wait, what is grime? I get really confused. Grime That's like, like that like it's kinda of like dancey, but am I wrong? No. Grime grime is like um It's funky. Is it not funky? It's like you know Stormzy? It's like it's like it's like rap but like real hardcore British underground rap. Yeah. It's like Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Storms <laughs> and stuff. Like I would love having sex with that too. I would um, want to turn it down? I don't <laughs> get that. Get that racket off. The thing is, okay, I'm a little bit of an old lady. I don't like loud noises. Sure. Um, so I would be like, I can't concentrate. You know, right. you know when your mum's like, you can't have the TV on and the music playing. You got to pick one. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit like that. You can't fuck me and also listen to your Stormzy. You got to pick one. I'm I'm kind of like I'm in two mind frames with 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 like sex music. So mm-hmm. like on one hand, like I love like a bit of like London Grammar or Choice of Van that kind of thing, okay. where it's a little bit like. It's kind of like sexy but slow mm. and soft and like you can have like really intimate tender sex to that. Yeah. And I love that. But then on the other hand, I think if you want like proper like throwing each other around the room, yeah. tearing each other's clothes off kind of sex, I think sometimes my little secret is if you want that kind of sex and, you know, the other person's up for it as well, go to your gym playlist or like if you don't Ooh. or your like running playlist or whatever okay. it is, whatever your playlist to get you pumped is. Yeah. If you put that on in sex, like it just goes next level. It it just, it just, yeah, it goes. See, I would have sex with a macarena because that gets me so pumped. Oh. Could you fucking a little imagine? Bit of, little bit of the macarena. Dun, dun, 
dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, so shout out to you, um, Grime Sex person. I'm really happy. I'm really, really, happy really, really thrilled about that. Okay, do you want to read the next one, Alan? Yes. I consider myself as straight and I have a boyfriend. I've now met a girl in my class and go around hers every weekend to kind of chill. Kind of chill. I think I fancy her. I'm not too sure what to do. I'm still Ooh. with my boy. Ooh. Ah. It's a toughie. I, I've kind of ha- I've kind of had Sim, obviously, I'm a gay man, and I and I've only ever no. <laughs> shocker. Um, but I, what I will say is that I have got really close with friends before, yeah, and convinced myself that I fancy them, yeah, because I think I think with friendship, I think it's actually really rare that you kind of you cross this point, and it's like beyond best friends. It's where you like really have an emotional connection. You really care. You love them, not mm-hmm. in a not in a romantic way, in a strictly but you platonic genuinely way, you love them, like a family them. member. Yeah. And I have a small number, very very small number of friends who I feel that way about. And kind of with most of them, if they if they're male, at one point or another, I've gone. Wait, hang on a minute. Like, yeah. do I have feelings for you? And and and, and I don't. Mm-hmm. It's just that 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 kind of closeness. Is, yeah. is, is so rare that you kind of attribute it to something else. Now, I'm not saying that is what's happening here, but it's quite possible. I think don't throw away your relationship until you've, like, figured out what this is. And it might just be, it could be just platonic. I mean, have you ever had experiences with with girls before and you know that that's something that you would like to yeah. expand on? Because they're saying I consider myself as straight, but have you have you dabbled? Have you dibbled? Have you dabbled? Have you dibbled dabbled? I don't know. Oh, this is a ri- this is oh, see I really want to I dive. I wish we could talk to these people. I know, right? I want to mother. I wish people could call in. I really want to dive deep into this, Alan, but I'm looking at the little clock and I we're know. At, we've only got 30 seconds left. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um so quick advice this person go. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> make sure you never cheat on someone and also look after yourself. Boom! Nailed it, <laughs> Ellen. You've been an absolute superstar. Oh, um, thank you so much. For where can people me. find you on social and your YouTube channel if they'd uh, like to? YouTube channel is YouTube.com/slash Ellen Stevenson. Um, not Evan Stephenson or whatever you said. Oops. Um, Twitter Ellen Stevo. Um, Tinder. Ask your uncle. Or find her on my Twitter because there's like pictures of us together and stuff. So you can find her there. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I love you. Thank you to the lovely listeners at home. You've been great. Okay, let's have Bad Babysitter as promised. (gasps) You're going to love this. Oh, my gosh. Okay, now the name of the restaurant, my cell phone number are on the refrigerator. Uh Don't be afraid to call if you need anything. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.